Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, Explorers. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Eat, Drink, Explore podcast. My name's Day, and I host this podcast with my husband, Phil. We are foodies on a mission. This season, we're having conversations that matter. Each of our guests share their stories, and we pick their brain about topics that are sure to inspire. We release episodes weekly and announce release dates on our Instagram page. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, please take a moment and visit our Patreon page. Patreon members receive bonus content from each podcast episode, discounts on our merch, and invitations to our supper club. Please don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now let's get started. So we're still recording this podcast from home and we're itching to get back into our studio. But until then, um, we are just working with the sound quality that we have. And during this episode, uh, there will be a small child screeching in the background and it is not your imagination. Burrito does make an appearance and <laughs> and he and he hangs out for a bit. So wanted to preface that if you decide to continue listening to this episode, we really appreciate your support. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Eat, Drink, Explore podcast. My name's Day. And I'm Phil. And we're here today with Rocco Danielli. And I'm just really excited to have you on because you're such a creative spirit. You're a huge food geek. And I don't know, I feel like we, we, we would have a lot to talk about and we do. Um, I was hoping before we get started, you could take just a minute to introduce yourself and what you do. Yeah, of course. Um, everyone tuning in, I'm Rocco um, or Rocky Barber. Um, I let's see how we start here. I've been a barber for 15 years. Um, I also co-own Over the Top Barbershop with my best friend Luke. Um, I also am the creator of Uplift Provisions Company, which is a lifestyle brand, unisex brand, men and women. Um, where we try to have like-minded individuals be involved and really give back and be the best version of ourselves. Yeah, no, we just want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us because we're always on the lookout for really like exciting, passionate people, um, just, just to really have conversations with them because our eyes are always really opened up once we start to do that. Well, I mean, I will say my my family has been in the industry my entire life. My father owns restaurants. My mother has been a caterer for, I don't know, 40 years. She has her own cheesecake company. She wow. has to have a wedding cake company. My brother, Michael, um, very, very high-end bartender, Ritz-Carlton, Capitol Grill, Smith-Walensky's. Uh, he now resides at Fratelli at the casino. 
Um, I, he's worked under some of the most amazing chefs that I was able to watch as a kid and uh, really just be around all different cultures and cuisine. And this definitely, that was uh, something that always kept me involved and my hand busy as a kid, even before barbering. And uh, yeah, no, I, I love it. Food is passion. It makes perfect sense that food is an outlet for you, right? Another create, uh, creative outlet. My first question for you is like, I, we talked a little bit prior to this podcast and you, you really touched on how um, for years before, you know, 2020 and the pandemic, you really didn't have a ton of time to spend in the kitchen, right? Like you were right. either fitness training or really tied up with your business and, and growing it. Um, so during the pandemic was the first time in a really long time that you had time to, to put some energy into cooking. So what was that like? Oh, sorry. (laughs) Good. I love it. I love it. I do. Uh, So COVID, I believe obviously traumatic to a lot. It's, it's been tough, especially in the industries. And we can touch on that. Um, where I'm always moving fast paced. Like I have like 18 hour days, you know, between the hair products, I make and manufacture all those products by hand as well. Um, I'm on the road for sales. I have a very high demand client list in the barbering industry. I'm actually as well as in recovery celebrating four years of sobriety this month. Um, so I do a lot of, uh, you know, service work in the community for addiction. Um, and plus my family, my father has been through a lot. So through COVID, I was able to kind of slow down, right? Like we're always moving so fast and, you know, it was a really good opportunity for me to just kind of sit with myself and kind of, I guess just kind of reap the benefits of all my hard work, right? You know, like I was able to be fortunate enough to save some money. So, you know, I I put my clippers down for that entire pandemic. We actually were doing the shirts, you know, support your industry for bartenders, um, barbers, hairdressers, estheticians. We had makeup artists, you know, tattoo artists. Like I I have friends in all of the industries, all of them. And um, that was where I was able to really take that time and just really slow down and do what I love. And that's cooking and being creative and keeping my hands busy. And, you know, a lot of the time prior to COVID, I didn't have that, you know, and I used to work in Haymarket as a kid selling produce and just being around all these beautiful people and all these beautiful colors and food and palate and taste where I was really able to be stuck in the house, making breakfast, lunch, and dinner, um, touching into my roots. You know, I have, uh, a lot of Latin, um, influence in my family, even though I'm not Latin, but you know, I've been to Puerto Rico many of times. My, my sister, my brother-in-law was from Puerto Rico. Uh, my mom is actually 100% Italian. We have Greek roots in our family, Mediterranean. I'm Armenian in Italian as well. So I have all these combinations. And I was able to really challenge myself in the kitchen and uh, really dig deep to all cuisines and just be open-minded with all flavors and hit every palate from sweet, salty, tasty, spicy, presentation, and just cooking for people. Because I love people. I love people. I'm an extremely passionate person. Anybody that knows me, go. I go 110% anything I would do. I'd give the shirt off my back for anybody, even a stranger. But just the feeling of 
when someone leaves my chair, like I've been cutting here for 15 years, I put my all in it. I, it doesn't matter if I'm having a bad day. I don't care if I'm not feeling well. I put my all in it. And I do the same for my cooking. And just the face, knowing that I uplifted somebody or I, I was able to make their day even by a bite of food, it just, it, fulfills my heart you know and it really does like around christmas time like i can't wait for somebody else to open the gifts you know to see like their experience and to share that so i know i just babbled on but like that's how good well that you touched on one of my questions because i was wondering it's like you're such a creative person you have all this energy inside you how do how would how do you transfer that or what similarities do you see and and you know you being a barber and then you also cooking things up in the kitchen and you mentioned um just that satisfaction of giving your 100 percent to whatever you're doing and then seeing the look on people's face is there are there any other like kind of things lines you can draw between um cutting hair and cooking that really excites you attention to detail um you know and that's that's goes without saying in everything i do i mean um i've actually just started another job working at a recovery center on mondays and i teach meditation classes and self-care and therapy and i truly believe in food that's therapy like if i'm having a tough day i know at the end of the day i'm going to come home and i'm i'm going to lose myself and be silent and i can just work in the kitchen and and i can you know I already know what I'm going to cook with. It doesn't matter if it's the ingredients in the, or I already know, like I know that I'm going to make something amazing out of it. And, and that's what I strive about with everything I do in my life. Like I, I'm lucky to be alive. I got in a very bad car accident a few years back. Um, I've had a lot of loss in my family. Um, I've lost two sisters who I used to cook with a lot. And my childhood memories were just being in the kitchen with her or, you know, everything in my life is connected. And I truly believe food and cuisine, cuisine at that, you know, has been something that it's opened my mind. I'm a very spiritual person. I'm actually, like I said, I, me and Lindsay are both vegan. And I didn't think I would be able to do it, believe it or not. But like, <laughs> where I've challenged myself. My food is incredible, whether it's vegan or not, like, you know, meat or not, fish or not. Like, I know I can cook anything. I, I really, truly mean that with all confidence because the love that I put inside of that is as well what I care about in my life, um, the hair products that I make, the relationships I build with people. You know, I, I hit the road a lot. And at the end of the day, like, we're always eating. Like, I'm just always around food. I'm always around people in the industry. And, you know, that's something to, to answer your question. I mean, that's that's my way of life, you know? Um, so you mentioned um, that you are vegan, right? Not vegetarian, vegan. We, we do our best. Like I don't do any dairy or meat or, um, we, she has, Lindsay actually has a nut and seed allergy. So we don't even have chocolate in this household. Crazy. <laughs> um, so you obviously, you know, as you mentioned, grew up around cooking and, and, um, you know, kind of was involved in that whole world. How hard was it for you to actually go vegan after, I assume, you know, you probably were a big meat eater beforehand. How hard was okay. it for you to I mean, keep in mind, my brother worked at all the top steakhouses and <laughs> my best friend's from Nashville and owns a, you know, a, a amazing barbecue restaurant. Honestly, I go off of how I feel, you know, um, I know 
how, you know, compassionate my girlfriend is and in the life that we have. And I'm all about taking a risk or, you know, making changes to better myself. And especially with health and self-reflection, I wanted to make sure people around me, I want to make sure are comfortable. So when we were going out, like our first time even being out as friends, like I ordered a roast beef in three way and she had like, sweet potato fries, me not even knowing and being mindful, right? Like that's the word in my life is mindfulness. And I'll go at any lengths to make sure someone's comfortable. But at the same time, I said to her, I'll never forget because I tried it before and I wasn't, you know, the best. I said, I will refrain from eating meat when we, we are together because I want you comfortable. And then we obviously started spending more time together and eventually <laughs> we're to that point where I said, I will do it until I feel any change in health that could be at risk. And I'm not going to lie, I'm down 31 pounds. I feel great. My skin's better. I'm not groggy. I'm very in tuned. I feel great. I would never push that on anybody around it. Just like drugs and alcohol, right? Like I'm allergic to drugs and alcohol. I don't take them because, you know, it, it's, I've watched my life spiral through it. Nothing against them. I can be at a bar. I've actually sat at more bars sober than I did, you know, when I was drinking. I've actually been cut off in karaoke sober. Like don't. <laughs> so I, I treat my diet the same way, right? Like fitness, like body, mind, and spirit. I wake up every morning. I, you know, I hit my knees. You know, I ask, you know, to remove my character defects and be used to be a better person. I meditate for myself. I make my bed and I put myself in front of somebody that I can help. And if I'm going to do that, I can't control, right, what's going on in the world. I can't. I wish I could. I don't have a crystal ball to be the future. What I can control is what I'm putting in my body and I can control how my mind works. You know, Marcus Aurelius, you have, I'm sure you've seen the hair products. Like we put inspirational quotes on the products. And mm -hmm. like, I love that. I'm a big fan of them. I use them for my beard. <laughs> there you go. You know, you have the power of your mind, not outside events, realize that and have strength. And, and that's my, my life. I've tried to simplify and I feel great. I really do. Um, and, you know, obviously I don't want to take up too much, but I'm very passionate about that. I had a friend of mine who's kind of like a mentor, role model in a way. My buddy, Eric, he owns a very large company called Hustle Butter. It's a tattoo app in like 50,000 stores, uh, you know, trains jujitsu, um, which I'm into as well. Uh, you know, he's been sober for years, he looks great. He manages this huge business. And I called him and I was having like a, a pretty down day. And I was like, Eric, how do you do it? Like, how do you manage all of this stuff? And he's like, well, first of all, what are you putting in your body? And I was like, what do you mean, dude? I've been sober for years. He's like, no, dude, not drugs. Like, what are you eating? I was like, I had like, nine shots of espresso today. I don't know. And he's like, try eating plant-based for a week and just tell me how you feel. I'm like, I did the test and I failed. I, I much eating ribs, but I, you know, I, I always, if I'm the smartest person in the room, I'm in the wrong room. If, if there's something that I can learn from somebody and be open-minded and add it to my life and my arsenal, I will, you know, and to humble yourself and really take advice from somebody that has something that you want. And at the end, happiness is contentment and health. And, and we're very fortunate to have health these days, you know? 
So is there anything that you miss from like pre, you know, to trying vegan? Is there what meat do you miss the most? <laughs> Honestly, like it's Everybody so... always says bacon. Do you miss bacon a lot? <laughs> no, I'm telling you, I've eaten enough steak for like 10 people. I mean, my, my brother worked, we were eating porterhouses. I was at Smith Walensky's like three nights a week. You know, I was eating, I really, it's so hard for me to say then, like I said, I compare it to my addiction with drugs and alcohol. And like, I always do like, do I miss drinking? Did I have some fun? Yes. But in the end result, progressively, you know, it only, it almost ended to my death. So at the same time with food, I go off of how I feel. I try to remember in my mind, like if I eat a tub of ice cream that's filled with dairy, I know the next day I'm going to feel crappy. Same as, as alcohol. So I don't put it in my body. Um, as far as meat, like meat substitutes, I was definitely super, super against like the, you know, the plant-based patties and all this stuff. But <laughs> my food tastes so good. And I truly mean that with confidence. I don't even the meat. I really don't. Wow. I don't. Chickpeas, we do mushrooms, we do zucchini. This dinner I just made was great. You know, spinach, we do tons of peas, beans. Like I, I really don't miss on flavor. And and that's something that I'm passionate about is hitting every taste bud in my food. So I really, I, I'd be honest with you. I don't miss it. I don't, you know. So how long have you been vegan? Oh, man. I'd say at least three months, I'd like to think, you know. Wow, that's impressive. That's, that's a really, that's like really, really impressive to us. Wow. Yeah, I have willpower for sure. And at the end of the day, it's like, if I feel good, I'm going to do the right thing and I'm just going to keep going with it. It's a routine. It's especially, obviously with that being said, I live with somebody that's vegan. Her parents are actually vegan as well. And, and easier for me. I'm not really, obviously, I'm not going to lie. I killed my brother. My brother is like the chicken arm. Like, what are you doing, man? And, and it, it was tough for him, but, and that's another thing. It's like, I cut my brother's hair every Thursday night. It's been like that for years. He's also sober. And we always go out for dinner and we hit sushi joints. We we local places. And, and that's another thing with the vegan. And I'll, I'll touch on that is it's just really sad these days, you know, through COVID is all these local spots that we love and we support have been going out of business and like and just how grateful I'm truly am and and my barbershop is to still even be into business and my brother to be able to be a real estate agent and work at Fratelli and it's like that was another thing where you know all these restaurants were shut down I worked so hard in the kitchen to get my love back in the kitchen where you know my food I, I'm in control of my food and, and what we're putting in our bodies and what I'm putting in my fridge and what I'm cooking, where it was easy transition over the last three months to become vegan. And at the same time, you know, try to support, like I still go and I'll, I'll order French fries and a garden salad or, you know, I, I'm friends with a lot of the local chefs, so they'll, they'll accommodate, but it's, it's truly sad to see that, you know, all these businesses are, are going under and these are our friends, right? It's like, we want nothing more to support. And it's just really tough these days, you know, through this pandemic to see all these hardworking small businesses be out it really truly saddens me because these are people just like me, you know, same stuff, same hard work, if not hotter, being in a kitchen all day. Like I, it's 
it's really sad to watch all these people, um, you know, struggle through these times, if not potentially lose their businesses. Crazy. So um, you just touched on how, you know, COVID has affected a lot of people's businesses. Has it um, affected like your barbershop or your lifestyle brand at all? Have you absolutely absolutely i mean if if i told you everything i do in my life was for money like that would be complete false like i everything i do i don't care for money i really don't i, I do it for the love and i do it for the people and, and that's what i built my brand on that's what me and luke built over the top that's what me and my partners strive for in what we do um you know this pandemic came at a time where I actually needed it, but in the long term, of course, we have we have barbers that have families that they had to feed, and a lot of the guys, you know, they to humble themselves to just collect unemployment. You know, that was that was tough, and you know, we were selling raffle tickets, we were, you know, selling T-shirts to do what the best we could to make sure that our business would keep our doors open, and we were extremely fortunate to work on that and come together and really take this thing serious because we didn't know what we were up against you know as far as uplift uplift is my life so you know i have it tattooed on my neck like people who know me you know it's not just a hair product you're buying me you're buying a relationship you have a friend in me you know i was making sure i was checking on my my guys like i didn't care what it took like I, I would do anything. And unfortunately, you do need money to survive. So with that being said, in the sales, yeah, like revenue went down. You know how hard it is? Because I know I'm a Keep in mind, when I go on the road to sell products, I'm a business owner as well as a bobber. So I'm going in front of these guys that they know me. I'm one of them. And how does it look to try to go and sell something to somebody that was just out of work for three to four months? Like you feel hard. Like I'm not a salesman. I'm person, one of them. So it most definitely was Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tough. You know, it, it's not something that... I love challenges. I really do. I truly do. And I always end up on my feet, you know, and I think that's just comes back to, you know, perseverance and, and really sticking it through and, and going to whatever measure it takes, like challenge accepted. But for those that are in my industry, especially the hair industry, I know it, it, it hurt a lot of them out there. And, uh, you know, I, I get really kind of sad about it because I've watched these guys, you know, open their businesses and put everything they have into them. I'm talking like all the money that they've had loans, you know, put their kids college funds up. They've done everything just for a better life of that American dream. And to really watch them take a loss or not be able to strive. It was sad to watch, but at the end of the day, there's always a positivity and uplift will always prevail. And you know, our shop will always prevail. We, 
stick together as a team. And as they say, you know, in, in my program, you know, the more, fu- more coals in the fire, the hotter the fire will burn. So I wouldn't be anywhere I am today without my team, my family, and the support that we have in our community, you know? Yeah, I'm like really enjoying talking to you. You're, you're like inspiring me just sitting here listening to you because it's, it's really tough when, you know, crap's hitting the fan and you're feeling really down and, you know, depression's creeping its way up. It's really difficult to pull deep and try and find a creative outlet. So I have a question for you. You, you obviously figured out a, way, a really good way to spend your creativity while you were in quarantine and now you've kind of like capitalized on it now. Um, even more so, right? Because you have you had a little more free time. What like what would you say to somebody who was really struggling um, in to find refine their create creativity again? Like, would you have any suggestions for them? One hundred percent. It all comes down to how you feel and and to really sit with your emotions. It's okay to feel emotions. It's okay to feel down. It's okay to feel sad or happy or whatever, but to acknowledge what you're actually going through. And and something with me is my writing is, you know, with my program of, you know, my work that I've had to do moral inventory on myself and people that I care close enough to me is to really see it on paper and self-reflection. What can I do that I can focus on one gratitude. What can I do to focus on getting out of my own head? Because I'm sick, like I am. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like I, if I'm not doing something to help someone or better something else, then that's me being selfish and self-seeking, um, you know, or, or just d- dishonest for my potential. You know, for somebody that's truly struggling, sometimes you got to put yourself in the worst case scenario and see somebody that is going through a lot more worse than you. And it it sounds crazy, but for me, I pick up the phone. My father just had his leg amputated. He's been in a hospital since January. I was able to bring him to his project. And I I get to see him for 20 minutes every three weeks, you know, if at a social distance. You know, I put myself in front of the sickest people that are battling drugs and alcohol addiction. And I, I do my best to give them the advice that I can give, whether that's a parent struggling with their kid's addiction, to make sure that they get it faster than I did because I buried two sisters to this disease. I almost lost my brother two weeks after my sister. I almost lost myself and over 55 friends, including barbers that have been cutting side by side. So at the end of the day, what keeps me going is to make sure that I'm doing the best I can for others. And for whatever reason, it always comes back tenfold in my life in a positive way. It's like what you put out is what you get. And and it's really tough to be stuck in a rut. But you know, pick up a piece of trash on the ground, altruism, hold the door open for someone. You see somebody's sad smile. You see a carriage in a grocery, you know, parking lot, put the carriage back. You know, anything that you can do altruistically without getting any self gain, you know, that's what I strive in. If it's a snowstorm, I didn't drive for three years. I just got my license back. I would shovel off whoever's car, whether it's my brother, and I'd shovel off three more cars and I would just do it. And I wasn't like knocking on the neighbor's door being like, hey, you know, I just shoveled your car. Like, I didn't say a thing. The only person that seen it was me and whatever's out there for whatever you believe in that's out there. And, and I feel like that needs to be taught in like elementary school is acts of kindness, simple acts of kindness. People spend so much time on their cell phones, they forget to look around, you know, look at nature, like, 
the world we live in. And, and that's, it all starts, I swear, is, is something as simple as picking up a piece of trash, doing something because no one's telling you to do it, and just getting out of your own head for whether that's a split second or you add that to your life. It's, it's saved my life. Spirituality has saved my life. And being mindful meditation, prayer, you know, putting myself in front of somebody that needs me more than I need me and, and making sure that every act that I make, I'm being conscious of the people around me, being mindful of the situation, you know, projecting light to others that there is light at the end of the tunnel because I've seen some pretty dark times and I'm still standing. So it's got to mean something from that, you know? I love how you just turned... I mean, we just went from you and using, you know, cooking to facilitate your creativity, but then also using it as like a selfless act, right? Because you're, you're, you're doing it in service. Paying it forward. Yeah. But I think that's kind of just like your message as a person in general, right? It's, It's like, just try to be in service as much as you can. Well, I'm uplift. If I wasn't up, downshift, you know? That's true. Nice dad joke. If I'm in a bad mood and I walk into a, a barbershop, I'm like, hey, I'm rocking with uplift. Like, no, like, I don't care if I'm having the worst day. I have to go out and I get a smile and I have to use what I have and my tools of, of being kind. My, and trust me, I'm not perfect. I have people around me that are next to perfect that push me to be better. You know, like I have my girl, I have, I have my brother. My brother, the other day, we were at the post office and one of my clients, I ran into two of my clients. One works at the post office. He has uplift stickers and over the top stickers everywhere. I got a mask on. I'm stressing out. We're shipping out t-shirts for our friend that passed away. We did these shirts and my, and my buddy's like, Rocco, you seem a little down today. And I'm like, Oh no, I'm not. I'm, I'm fine. And then we go outside and one of my clients like, Hey handsome, what's going on? And I'm like, Hey, good to see you. My brother literally said, Rocco, get out of this car and go give, you know, go give him a proper hello, like to your client that's been following you for 13 years. Like you're not an average human being. So when you get out of in your outside, make sure that you're making it count because you probably just made his day. You know, he's with his girlfriend and he's out and, you know, being acknowledged. And I'm like, you're right. So I got out of the car and I was like, AJ, so good to see you. So nice to meet you to the girlfriend. I hear nothing but good things about you, blah, blah, blah. And like, the smile that you're leaving on someone's face, that costs me nothing. That costs me nothing. No, not, no time, nothing to just do something like that to potentially make that kid feel wanted and known and acknowledged. And it probably, you know, made his girlfriend feel the same way. Like, wow, he's, that's cool. Like his barber just got out of the car after saying hello. It's like, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I can, <laughs> that's the reality of it. That's awesome. And we needed to hear this message today because sometimes you get into a funk. And I think as we're encouraged to socially distance as much as we can, that connection to to other people sometimes gets lost a little bit. But like you just said, there's so many different ways that you can go and do things and be in service of people without actually, you know, having to be acknowledged or whatever, just doing it selflessly. Um, and, and we're, we're taking note of that. I got, I, I'm already coming up with different things that I can do That's during great. my day. Yeah. Cause it's important. It's important. It helps you feel grounded and just like lifts you up. Um, well, your kids, kids, like you're, you're a mom. It's like, 
you guys are amazing, you know, and, and then you have kids, like I can only imagine what you're going through. But from what I've seen, you know, you guys are a mirror of the kids. Like they see what you guys do and, and they want to be like you. So why not give children and that's everyone, you know, an image to be better and to be kind and, and stuff like that, because we just, it's, it's a scary time, but what we do have is we all have each other and we all have time. Right. And, and that's something we should all be focusing on is just trying to be better. Yep. You know? So this has been an amazing conversation. You are so inspirational <laughs> and I literally don't know how the hell you find time to do all the shit you're talking about. Like, I like to go to work, come home and cook, and I'm like, I'm done for the day. Like, I just want to lay down for a week. Like, it's insane. Uh, I have to cook. I have to cook. It's, it's, it'd be a wasted gift if I didn't, you know, and, and it's therapy. I had a very tough call, you know, about an hour ago from my father who's been in the hospital. And you know what I did? I walked in and Lindsay already had water boiling and I just went quiet for 25 minutes to prep and, you know, and, and make food. And that was my therapy. That's my self care is my cooking. It slows me down. It puts me in my element to focus on one thing. What's the task here to make this the most beautiful dish that I can come up with, with the ingredients that I have and leave it on the plate. Just like I leave the hair on the floor at the barbershop. You know, I, I put my all into everything I do. And there's no one or anything that will ever take that from me because that's who I am as a human being. I strive for that, you know, not perfect, but consistent, you know? (laughs) So we always like to end uh, um, interviews on what we call rapid fire, basically just word association. We're going to ask you a question, Jim, just first thing that comes to mind. Perfect. Um, Okay, what are we going to set off with? The one we ask everybody, what is your go-to snack? If you have like two minutes to eat something, what's your go-to snack that you always have around? Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. But we don't do peanuts in this house, so I do sunflower butter. And uh, we do jelly, and that's my favorite. Peanut butter and jellies, that's what we live off of. And uh, I strive for that. It's an easy snack when I'm at the barbershop, and I love it get enough of them i eat i eat like 25 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches a day i mean a day a week i'm sorry i can't blame you there that's a good snack okay so now so i need to pick your brain because you're a food nerd like we are and it sounds like you are well traveled as well so i want to know um when your cravings a really really good dessert it doesn't have to necessarily be right you know within the last three months since you've been doing um being a vegan but where would you where would, would you have said is your favorite dessert spot um, north of Boston? <sighs> I know. <laughs> or well, just one well, of your favorites. If my, if my mom is watching this, I will have to give it to my mom. <laughs> cakes. My mother literally makes the best cheesecakes on the planet. <laughs> but she does live a little distance. So my favorite dessert, I got to give it to my buddy down at the porch, Southern Comfort, at their uh, banana pudding is unbelievable. Ooh. He has the best, the best banana pudding, and he tops them with you know homemade whipped cream and Nilla wafers. It's like oh, the grand, the base. It's perfect finish to a comfort meal. His banana thing is through the, and it's great because there's no nuts, and Lindsay can have it, and there's no chocolate. So who would want to share? I I have to share a dessert with somebody. You know, yeah. it's like. <laughs> 
eat it to myself, you know? So I would have to get banana pudding down at uh, the porch 100%. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'll have to go check that out. I'm going to have to go try that. Yeah. It sounds really good, actually. Wow. Yeah. Um, so sticking on the same um, best in our show, I guess, what is your go-to vegan dish at a restaurant around here? So... Honestly, Stoneham is great. It has a lot of different, you know, varieties of food. I'd have to give it to Kushala for their, it's a coffee, coffee spot right on Main Street. They have a vegan sandwich with portobello mushrooms, I believe, cherry tomatoes, spinach. It's like a light garlic in oil and uh, she puts it right on a, a wheat bagel and it's like, amazing and it's it's quick um leaf and ginger those are our friends over in wakefield they do incredible turmeric shots we are huge with uh, all natural <laughs> yeah we, we live off of them over here so leaf and ginger has great food um and we always honestly like we we they accommodate us where we go because a lot of people know that we are vegan um Nick's place in Winthrop. I know that's a little far from Sonam, but that's our friends, Tony, and uh, that family's been great to us, and they do great. Their their produce is always extremely fresh. They know what we want, and you know it's they're great vegan. We do veggie subs with lots of banana peppers and some honey mustard. We're eating, you know, it, it's cool. If you use your creativity, yeah. it's that hard to to eat all vegetables it's not it's really not if you use your creativity because then you can get creative on the menu uh we love indian food too we do a lot of like the tofu and garlic naan bread and we we do our best to try to support all local businesses as we can um always is great for uh always and fangs for their veggie sushi is incredible too so don't forget and you know <laughs> i like this you've given us a lot of like our next trips of like taking mental notes like this fun best honestly best italian food i'd say in stoneham for like a quarter of the price that you get anywhere else i'll have to give it to bocce's on main street it's the only place you can go besides like santabio's where you can get i'm talking like i don't eat chicken palms anymore but like chicken palms out to here you can play kino you know <laughs> it's just the atmosphere it's it's such a great spot and it was really tough for us because even my brother were like let's get takeout from bocce's they were closed for the whole pandemic and we couldn't wait for them to just open up like they serve fresh garlic bread as soon as you sit down like it's like tostito wow. it's okay, like the yeah. we're going <laughs> we're going and you said that's in stone uh, yep bocce's in stoneham oh that's awesome <laughs> This is kind of switching lanes a little bit, but, um, everything's kind of, I feel like every industry has trends, right? Like with being a barber, are you seeing a particular like trend for 2020 that you are just doing a lot of these cuts? <laughs> I've been really curious about this. I'm like, is there like a, is there like a 2020 haircut? Like, is there a trend happening right now? So if I had to say, you could ask in my client list, I have never been told how at someone's there of what they want. I just go for it. I go, but what you give me is a blank canvas. I'm an artist. I go into it. 
if there's something that I want to practice and, and get creative with, it's mainly because I'm trying out a new hair product that I developed, you know, in the kitchen. And, and I want to see the versatility of it and different ways that I can use it on different styles of hair and, and textures of hair. And that's how I go off of, obviously I've traveled the country for the hair industry and I've seen a lot of amazing, amazing artists. And I try to add it to, you know, my, my thing, but I, I swear the kids are, they're growing their hair out now. They all want perms. They're getting the low bulge <laughs> with like a mound of hair on top. And uh, I love the look. I do. I think it's cool. And as long as they, they at least get the sides cut, it keeps us in business, right? So, you know, we do, we do it all down at Over the Top Barbershop. We wax nose ears. We do the ears. We do the eyebrows. Every I will say, and not my shop we have 10 of the most talented barbers i've ever seen in the entire country because of the passion and the love and the way that we work as a team we also have a hairdresser upstairs uh hair by hunter she's an amazing colorist uh these guys are just uh, it goes unsurpassed i i go because i know because i'm hitting i don't know how many barber shops a month and sometimes i just go to my shop and to go stock the shelves or get behind the chair. And I just walk around and I'm amazed by the talent that I have inside that shop and what we strive for. And it really is a blessing for us. We started with two chairs. We went from two chairs in our first shop. We shut that down in three months. Then we had a second shop. We had eight chairs. We were there for four months. Now we got 10 chairs at our newest shop. And, you know, it's, it's pretty amazing what, team effort can do and being on the same page and having that drive and that passion to really just push yourselves, you know, and, and, and that's what shows if you, if you prevail through this COVID-19 pandemic, like you're strong, you know what I'm saying? And it's good to continue to know that you have that strength because the possibilities are endless as long as you believe in yourself and believe in your product. Me with Uplift, is everyone going to love my stuff? Probably not. I know I would never sell anything that I don't believe in. And I believe in what I'm doing, or I wouldn't get out of bed to do it every day. You know, it's about building relationships with people, giving them, you know, some type of motivation, just the word alone with uplifts, the scent, everything that we put into our products. You know, we strive for the attention of detail to uplift whoever it may be. And to know that this is a product for everybody, men, women, I don't care where you're from. It's, it's a product that can be used on kids and we strive on that to just continually grow and be better, you know? Bravo. Thank you so much for letting us pick your brain. Like we needed this tonight. Um, I feel like I would, you just took us to church. <laughs> this was great. We really appreciate you honestly. And um, thank you for just supporting the industry in general. Like I think uh, entrepreneurs are some of the best human beings out there, like period. Um, and it's great that you do so much cross promotion, but also like to celebrate people in different industries. It's, it's fantastic. We're all human and we're all here for the same reason. Why not share it with each other? You know, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you really enjoy listening to our podcast, take a moment and leave a review. Your reviews make it easier for others to find our podcast and other streaming platforms. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. See you in the next episode. Our intro music was produced by Majid Shana. You can find Majid on Instagram at maj.beats. That's M-A-J-G-O-T-B-E-A-T-S.